الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم At the center of anything in life there is always some responsible core If you look at for instance an automobile when they design this at the core of the automobile is the engine and the engine is responsible for making sure that the vehicle runs and if for some reason or another the engine stops working then the vehicle isn't able to run and it sits at the center and it has such function that it is what directs the vehicle from going from one place to another it is what uh controls a vehicle from for instance catching fire so it's at the core of the vehicle and it plays a significant role in fact everything is dependent upon the engine Similarly, if you were to look at a computer, at the core of the computer is a central processing unit. They used to call it the CPU. It's at the core of the computer, and whatever would go through, everything would have to go through there, essentially. Everything would have to go through there. Right? Everything in life. Look at, for instance, the earth, for instance. Right? Even the earth itself has different layers. Right? It has, it has the crust, it has a mantle, and then it has, at, at, the, at the very core of it, is what they actually call, it's called the core. So for everything in life, there is... Uh, there is something that is in charge or in control and that is responsible or you could say everything has to go through, right? It is sort of at the core. <clears throat> and for the human being, that core is the heart. For the human being, that core is the heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us in such a way that anything we do in life, whether it be good, whether it be bad, it has to go through our heart or it come i should say it comes through our heart it comes through our heart whether it be good deeds that we perform whether it be evil deeds that we perform everything goes through the heart and whatever the state of the heart is whatever the state the heart is in right it, the more if it's pure or if it's impure for instance that is the direction that the human being will travel in right in fact the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said in one hadith hubb ad-dunya ra's kulli khati'ah the at the the head of all um, uh, sins is hubbu uh, dunya, right? The core of all sins, love for the world. Where does that love for the world stand? It doesn't stand, you know, in our legs. It's not in our head. It's in our heart. It's in the spiritual heart. That's where that love for the dunya exists, right? So any sort of disease or impurity that falls into the heart or that rests and is allowed to flourish within that heart, that is what dictates every single thing that we do. So oftentimes people, you know, ask the question, you know, what is it that I'm unable to, uh, uh, I'm unable to stop committing a particular sin or a group of sins. I'm unable to be focused when I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I am, uh, you know, what is it that my heart is always inclined to going to these particular places or seeing these particular things or, see, or interacting with these particular people and these interactions are impermissible for me or they are permissible. What is it that my heart... What is it that my that what is it that ma- makes me always want to do what drives me to all of these things at the core is our heart and if we don't recognize that the heart is the gatekeeper for everything in our life then we'll be unsuccessful because we will never know what to target 
So in order for us to, if, if we desire uh, to become obedient slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, such that all of our actions are in accordance with that Allah, then we have to focus on our heart. And until and unless we work toward purifying the heart, we can't expect to develop any sort of uh, level of obedience with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All impurities lie within the heart. All the impurities lie, uh, the impurity that lies within the heart is what directs every single thing that we do in life. So whether it be our imperfection in salah, whether it be our interaction with our parents, whether it be our interaction with our neighbors, whether it be our interaction with our children, whether it be our, uh, our, our, our uh, uh, consistency when it comes to reciting Qur'an, you know, whether it be our consistency with attending the masjid, if we're lacking in any of these things, know that it's because there are impurities that, are, that have remained, that, are, that continue to reside in our heart. And if we desire to change our lives such that the Qur'an becomes easy for us, you know, interacting with our parents becomes easy for us, coming to the masjid becomes easy for us, then we have to target the heart. And until and unless we target that heart, we can't expect, us, we can't expect to make progress with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're kidding ourselves if we think that we can just treat these symptoms all by themselves and not focus on the disease that lies in the heart. Right? You go, if, if, you have a, if, you, if you have a pneumonia, for instance, you can treat the cough with a cough suppressant. You can treat the fever that comes with the pneumonia with, a, uh, with some Tylenol. You can, uh, you can treat the, your sore throat that comes sometimes with the cough. You can treat that with ibuprofen. Right? You can treat all of these things. This is just symptom management. Ultimately, if you want to get rid of it, then you have to go to the core, which is the infection that resides within the lungs, and you, and you destroy that with antibiotics. Right, so and until we until we know where that uh, disease really lies, right, that's causing all of these symptoms that we've just described, we will we will never be able to succeed. We'll just be stuck in one spot trying to tackle this thing, trying to tackle that thing one by one, and not realizing the disease was what was it was in the heart, and that was what was causing us to work, to go through to so many things. That's what's causing us to be attached to so many different sins. That's what prevents us from following the Sunnah of the Prophet That's what prevents us from uh, from allowing the Sharia to come into our life. Right? Why is it that we aren't able to wake up for Fajr and go to the Masjid in the morning? What is it? We can, we can blame it on a hundred different things. Our alarm clocks, we can blame it on how we didn't get enough sleep. We can blame it on this and we can blame it on that. But ultimately, the reality of the matter is there's some impurity within our heart. And why is it that we have trouble reciting the Qur'an every single day? You can say, oh, it's because I, I tend to forget, you know, I lose track of time. I don't keep the Qur'an in an accessible place. You know, uh, I'm busy with work, etc. But these are just, we're just making these things up. The reality is the disease lies in our heart and until we can purify our heart, our, our, we will never be able to become consistent in the Qur'an. Right? Why is it that we are not able to come to the masjid? We can make excuses thinking, you know, I live too far from the masjid and this different doesn't apply to me, the rules don't apply to me. We can say that uh, the, the, uh, uh, you know, the masjid that I go to, I don't really like the people that attend, come there and so I don't like to spend time in their company, etc., etc. We come with a list of excuses of why we don't go to the masjid. But the reality of the matter is that we, if we're not going to the masjid, it's because there's impurities that lie within our heart. And until we rectify our hearts, we will never be able to become obedient servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Purified hearts or pure hearts are what drive people toward doing what's good at every moment of their life. Right? You see certain people, right? I mean, some of us have had the opportunity to interact with these sorts of people where whatever they do, it's as if they're doing it, uh, as if it's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You'll see them eating and it'll look like an act of worship. You'll see them talking to you know, their children and it'll look like an act of worship. You'll see them walking to the restroom and it'll look like an act of ibadah. You'll see them driving their car and you'll wonder, subhanAllah, is this person praying or are they driving their car? 
It's because once the heart becomes pure, then every deed, every action that is then performed is now for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's almost like this, you know, subconsciously done. You know, the Prophet it's almost like, you know, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ Right? When the Prophet said, actions are by their intentions. So if a person makes an intention for something, then whatever deed they perform, that is now for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever it could be, it could be work, it could be studying, it could be, uh, you know, eating, it could be drinking, it could be sleeping. These not all become for the sake of Allah. But for and so and we we can take that even a step further. People that have purified their hearts such that there's no filth that lies within it. Everything that they do is now also for the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It's oh, it's like that niya that we actively have to make when our hearts are impure. We have to actively make that niya when when our hearts are pure and and there's no filth and it's all been removed. Then it's that niya is almost is uh it's almost ingrained as a part of us. So now everything that we do is now automatically for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we've seen people like this. And this is how the Prophet was. For everything he did was for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's because that heart was pure. The Sahaba, everything they did was for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It was, their hearts were pure. That whatever they did now became an act of ibadah. You know, even in that rare instance or occurrence, for instance, where they weren't able to go to the masjid or something, some other, you know, sunnah wasn't able to be fulfilled. Uh, the reward actually lied in them not fulfilling it because that's how attached they were to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They had some other responsibility they had to fulfill. So the core is our, is our hearts. And if there's any impurity that lies within our hearts, then we, have to, then we have to remove it. And by removing the impurities, the default then becomes that we become very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there are two mechanisms by which, there are multiple mechanisms, but two mechanisms briefly that we highlight here by which an, a person can... Um, can rectify what's contained within their heart such that their life then just becomes bliss in the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first is 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 uh, doing istighfar. Seeking the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anytime we commit an, uh, anything, uh, anything, anything sinful, uh, anytime we commit an act of sin, or anytime we even commit for someone who's seeking the pleasure, seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we, we don't just... Uh, reach a level of comfort with, with repenting for our sins. In addition to repenting for our sins, we repent for the time that we did not spend in the worship of Allah. So a- any, uh, so we should be constantly doing istighfar for this. Anytime we commit a sin, we do istighfar. Anytime we feel like we wasted time because it wasn't spent in, in, in obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or in obtaining the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we, do, then we do istighfar as well. And by doing istighfar, it's like the detergent for the heart. It's what rubs that heart clean. And once that heart is able to rub clean, then the effects of it then become seen as we just described. So it's very important for us. Every morning, every morning we wake up, we spend at least a few minutes of our time doing istighfar for all of the sins that we had performed in the last, you know, overnight, the last 12 hours or so. And then it's necessary for us to do istighfar in the evening for all of those things, all of those moments that we spent in the displeasure of Allah or, or not in the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we do istighfar for those in the, in the evening. We do that for those things that we did during the daytime. And by doing that on a regular basis, you're, you're using, it's like this detergent that's, that's, that's you know, on a daily basis. Twice a day, you're like cleaning the dishes, right? So that they're sparkling clean right next time you have to use them. So the more we become in a habit of doing this, the more we're removing the filth from our hearts, right? Our hearts, all, I mean, our hearts are, are, are hard. Just, just filled with impurity and, and it takes time it isn't that you know uh, one or two days of doing a safar where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will purify your heart sure if, if someone is sincere enough then inshallah it will but it takes it takes time sometimes days sometimes months sometimes years where you're just doing a safar on a daily basis 
for the sins that you commit. And as you do that, the heart becomes pure and the heart becomes clean. A second thing that we can do, this is quite powerful. This istighfar, we know it to be powerful uh, because we've either experienced it, we've practiced it, we've been taught that at some point in our lives. But another way by which the heart becomes pure of its impurities is by sitting in the company of people of taqwa. Sitting in the company uh, of people whose hearts are pure. Is sitting in the company of people whose hearts are pure. You can almost imagine it as, uh, and, and perhaps we've experienced this ourselves, when we are sitting in the company of someone of extreme piety or taqwa, or someone who has a pure heart, you sit in their company and it feels as if your heart is being cleansed, physically, right? It, it, it feels as if, or spiritually, however you want to think about it, but it feels as if your heart is just being washed and washed and washed. And the more time you spend in the company of people of taqwa, in particular people of purity, where their hearts are pure, the more uh, your heart will become washed. Such that if you were to just sit in their company for a period of time with, with this niyyah, with this intention, you would essentially be doing your own istighfar without actively doing anything. It's almost this passive way of, of, of cleaning our hearts. It cleans the heart. It's, it's, it's a very powerful form of detergent. Sitting in the company of people of taqwa, interacting with people of taqwa. What happens is that the nur that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that descends down upon their heart, it, 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 it comes from their heart and it essentially penetrates your heart. Essentially penetrates your heart, and that penetration is what's, is is what's causing this constant cleansing, which is isn't able to be achieved in other ways. You can't read a book, no matter what it might be about, and be able to experience that level of cleansing. You won't be able to um, uh, do you know any other form. You won't be able to serve someone, for instance, and be able to achieve that form of cleansing. That form of cleansing only occurs through the nur of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and that uh, that. Is uh, that is attained by sitting in the company of people whose hearts are pure. So we should seek opportunities for that. We should seek opportunities for it. And when those opportunities are to present themselves, or they are going to, pre- or you know they're going to present themselves, then we should prepare for it, knowing full well that this is the chance by which my heart can then become pure. And it, when my heart becomes pure, then my life has now changed. So when we know that that opportunity is coming, then we should be prepared for it and we should make a sincere intention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, Ya Allah, I'm coming in the company of such and such person because there's so much filth in my heart. And the only way I'm able to remove it is through the company of, your, of, your, uh, of the people that you love. Through the company of people that you love. So istighfar is the first way that we, peer, that we remove the, the filth, the dirt that is within our hearts. And the second way is by sitting in the company of people of taqwa because that also is what cleanses the heart. So that's the reality of things. That at the center of everything is a core and at the core of the human body is the heart. And if the heart is pure, then every action that subsequently, the every action the human being performs with that pure heart now becomes almost like a, it becomes a form of worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And all, the, all, all that heart is able to do is think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then inevitably everything that individual does now becomes for the sake of Allah and for the pleasure of Allah. And if there's impurities that lie within the heart, then you'll, begin to, then you'll see the sins and the effects of that uh, in your own life. You'll see the inconsistency in the worship. You'll see the attachment to sins for years and years and years. You'll see all of these things. So we do istighfar on a daily basis, twice a day, and we spend some time doing you know, true istighfar, and then when the opportunities come, you know, every few months or every year, where we do that sincere tawbah, we take advantage of that, and we seek opportunities, uh, and we take, uh, we take heed of, and we benefit uh, as much as possible from opportunities to sit in the company of people with pure hearts. Don't take this lightly. 
don't take the company of people of, of taqwa, of piety, of, of uh, uh, the awliya of Allah. Don't take that company lightly. It, could, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't require uh, you know, years and years, although that's beneficial. But even a few moments with, with the proper intention when you're in their company, it can change your life around dramatically. And it can make you one. Uh, it make it can make you a person of purity as well. So may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala allow us to recognize the the reality of of our hearts and allow us to clean the sins. Uh, allow us to wash the filth that lies within our hearts. And may Allah Subhanahu wa Taala allow our hearts to become pure, such that everything we subsequently do is for His pleasure and for His pleasure alone. Wa akhiru da'wana.